Boys, I did the I did the National Free Peaks Challenge. I completed it. Right. Yeah. I, I I have a fucking important question to ask you, Dan, about this. Go on. How dead were you? And what did the Fitbit say? Okay. Steps wise, it was roughly just over sixty sixty thousand. I think it was like sixty two thousand, something like that. That's roughly. A lot less than what I thought. That I was expecting. Well, uh, I, I was completely dead. I was so mentally and physically shattered. I, I tried to sleep on the way home, but uh, I, I couldn't. And there were other reasons why I couldn't. And that was frustrating. Uh, and then I stupidly stayed up till how I no- normally do. And didn't really sleep until my normal time last night. So, uh, But... The free piece challenge was great. I did it. It wasn't the perfect challenge. There were a few problems. I didn't do all of Ben Nevis. We got to the plateau and we didn't actually get to the summit because the winds were 80 miles an hour. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, unless I wanted to fly off like Peter Pan and die, yeah, we, did, we didn't do them. We didn't get to the actual top of Ben Nevis. And then time-wise, I started at 8 a.m. on Saturday morning and finished roughly about quarter to nine, quarter past nine Sunday morning. If I hadn't, if, if I hadn't have had to wait for everyone, because it was like four, over 40 people, if it was just my team, because I was in the top team, I would have done it in 24 hours. If when we got down, if I hadn't have had to wait... For the slower people, the minibus could have gone, left left each peak, and we I would have finished Snowden dead it in in 24 hours. Even though we didn't even get to the top of Ben Nevis, it was only what an extra half an hour that we, if that, maybe, maybe not even half an hour, maybe like 20, 20 25 minutes. That uh, that uh, it would. It, so, you know, I realistically, I actually didn't do it in 24 hours because of, there were a number of problems. I think there were also roadworks as well. Oh, you can't help roadworks. And I had to wait for slow people. But if, if it was just, if I did it in the times I did with, if I, if I did it, if I did a private one with people all my same fitness level, with the same guy who took us up and down on each peak, I would have done it, easily done it in 24 hours. But sadly, you're with over 40 people with different fitness levels. All still good fitness levels, but not to the standard that uh, the group I was in. Like, the, uh, on the last one, there was someone saying that they couldn't breathe on the, on, the, on the last bit. They, they, they managed to do the first two pretty well. But on the last one, they were struggling. You know, that. But it was a great experience. And I, I, I raised... a a lot of good money for charity and i'm very happy it was a leicester-based charity funny enough someone i know their kid he uh the charity helped him and he just had another checkup today about his heart uh i need to actually message them about it but i i always love seeing anything about him uh and about his heart because it's it's inspiring to know that there is someone someone's kid who i know who has gone through the similar things to as i have and i can kind of be a bit of a role model to be like you know you might work i know you're only five and you're worrying about your heart look at me i'm the, I'm the same and i've now done 
National Free Pizza Challenge. Don't don't you don't need to worry. There's bigger things to worry about. How was it doing scaffold in the dark? Easy boy. Was it really? Yeah. I did it in three hours. Which route did you go? Well, and then again, scaffold's not really a route, is it? I realised we never went to the main car park. Oh, well, doesn't matter. We, it, we, we did it. Uh, yeah, it was only... We basically just did an extra 10 minutes. That's all we did. Oh, that's nothing in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. No, it's a good experience. I would, would you, you know, ever do it again? I was literally about to say I probably would, but only in my 30s. Why are you in your 30s? Because I'm getting older. Once... If I'm if I don't do it again in my thirties, I won't do it again. Oh, I get what you mean. I thought you meant oh, you're next going to do it in your thirties, then hit hint, nudge nudge again in your forties. No, no, it was a good good experience. Anything to add, Chris? No, I just think what you've done is really really good. Like uh, you raised, uh, well, last I checked, four hundred and thirty-five beans for Heartlink. So hats off to you, mate. Yeah, well, I'm not wearing a hat, but you know what? Yeah, there's <laughs> there's a bit more that need that needs to come in. I I think there's another forty pounds to come in. That, uh, I'm going to add 30 to that. 10 for each peak. You don't have, you don't have to do that much. Oh, because i got a bit... Yeah, there's a bit more I need to add. And I, I'm going to try and do that tomorrow. I think I think my parents were like trying to round it up to 500. But we'll see. I've, I've raised a lot. And hopefully it will go to kids who went through the same things that I have. So... Welcome to Victory Achieve Podcast, a very strong podcast for very strong people. That threw me off. <laughs> we have one of the strongest people, Chris. Hello. We have another strong person, Brandon. I can lift up a whole cup of tea by myself now. So I'm doing the same thing right now. And you have me, yeah. Dan. <laughs> uh, Chris, you're in a game. I'm in a fucking game. <laughs> yes, Um. so I was... I've been talking to a game developer. I say, uh, someone who does it on his like, spare time, the solo developer. Uh, he uses these sites, itch.io, which you may be familiar with. It's basically like a uh, site that independent game developers come together and release games, kind of like Steam, um, in a sense. Uh, Steam Greenlight, to be more specific, if you remember that, where uh, oh, it was yes, mostly okay. independent independent developers doing stuff. Mm. But uh, itch.io has had some uh, big titles tied to it doki doki panic i'm pretty sure people have heard of that one you, <laughs> that's an example i thought you were about to say doki doki literally i was literally about to say that as well yeah. i was about to have a minor panic that is because that's what i meant to say but doki doki panic came out of my mouth oh, <laughs> oh, oh right is that because you're that, having a panic that, that's the game that was super mario brothers too uh, uh yeah yeah yes so uh yeah doki doki <laughs> was the game that made me oh, okay okay i'm out of panic now. It, it wasn't around in the 1980s when doki doki panic came out. <laughs> or was it there might be an alternate timeline where that happened i don't know Marvel make it happen. Uh, yes, so he's itch.io. Um, and this chap's uh, he's done a, another game before, which is basically just a life simulator where um, it's not something you really play. It's just sort of like you have like minimal interaction. You just sort of watch it unfold. Um, but this person joined my um, Twitch chat, followed it, and, and it was a couple of months back when I was playing Worms. And it was like, oh, I really like Worms. It's like, well, everyone likes Worms, surely. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, he went, oh, I'm, I'm making a game um, with like the same basic concept. And I was like, really? No, yeah. uh, I chatting. Anyway, got him on Twitter, starts DMing me. He's like, oh, so this is what I've been making. Would you like to, um, would you like a free copy of it? He's like, yeah, sure, I'll do a free copy of it. 
Um, anyway, cut a long story short. Um, this Thursday, this guy, uh, we we did the uh, launch of the game on my channel. Uh, so it's like now available to well, I say buy. He's now giving it away for free. Um, but there is a Ko-Fi donation link should you want to support mm. him. Uh, the game is called EG's Foot Funtable. I keep going to see football. It's not. It's uh, Funtable because I think he's from Finland. If I've got that country wrong, he's going to murder me later. But I'm sure it's Finn. <laughs> so, yeah, E-Gene's football. E-Gene is the name of the developer. And essentially why he's done it is because he's got a son who likes football and he likes the game's worms. Simple as that. So, throw the two in the blender. There we go. Got your game going underway. So, the game is like a top-down. You play as a team of animals. So, you've got gorillas, you've got um, <laughs> giraffes, uh, pigs, cows, and the other one. <laughs> What, what um, monkey you said, you said that? Uh, uh, gorillas. Uh, giraffes. Yeah. Giraffes, that's it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you pick one of them, you can pick which trolley you want. And essentially, you're playing football, but the twist is, instead of like moving the players around like you'd expect, whoever's got the ball does the same thing as you do in Worms. So you like line up where you want to take your shot, and then you've got like two power meters, like one for height, one for distance. Okay. Uh, it's got like a sort of aim assist or like whereabouts you want to kick it. But to make it a bit more like Worms, um, over time you accumulate points for like how much distance the ball is covered. And you can then use those points to use uh, special power balls. Hmm. So you've got like a, a Meteor Strike one, which is just ultra powerful, like in one direction. Uh, you've got Curse ones, which um, makes your opponent's accuracy go out the window. You've got Shot Ball, which can damage your opponent and like sort of stop them from moving around the pitch. Yeah, and, a, and a few of us. So you can mess around with your team and uh, your opponent's team. Uh, every character has got a health bar, so if they take too much damage from like special balls or being hit in the face, they will. They won't die per se, but they will like become really sluggish on the field. So they can barely catch up to it with the uh, ball that's been kicked around. And yeah, so being football, it's whoever scores the most goals wins. Simple, pretty simple. So after we launched the game, he was uh, well happy. So he went, "Oh, um, would you like to? Would you like your name in the game?" Because every character is named just like worms. And I went, "Yeah, sure." Um, I will be a uh, gorilla. <laughs> uh, so you got Spanky the Gorilla, which I know isn't quite a monkey, but it's as close to spanking the monkey as you're going to get in the game. <laughs> so I'm a gorilla in a uh, football game. Of all the games, I thought I'd never thought I'd be in bloody football one. <laughs> so is it the best football game you've ever played? It's a football game I've played. So it's, it is the best. I buy proxy the best football game I've ever played. Actually, <laughs> 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 you no, know, no. Uh, I've played. I used to play sensible soccer back on the Amiga days, and that was fun. But uh, this one trumps it because it's not it's more of a more of a worms game than a football one so yes this one's the best one and if you want to get it just type in eugene's football uh in itch.io and you will find it yeah chuck him a few quid if you want or not it's free just go nuts hmm. yeah I'll, i might have a uh i might have a look now i'm uh back into no- normal normal life again i'll download and have a look and uh give it a bit of a a kick around <laughs> yeah <laughs> You're just going to pick any team that isn't the Gorillas and just keep firing them. <laughs> nah. I know that's what everyone else is going to do now, I've told you. No, 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 because sometimes, although they're not, they're not, but for the meme, we need to go for monkey. Oh, yeah, oh, go monkey. monkey mode. We need, we need to go for monkey mode for the, for the banter. M- monkey with a, an E and no Y. Monkey. Monkey. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I don't know why. Right. I don't know if it's just me, but anytime I hear monkey, I just think of like, the PG Tips adverts. I do, no, but I... then I also think of trash taste. See, my <laughs> first thing I, I jump to is um, Anthony Hopkins in the Mario movie. Monkey! <laughs> <laughs> 
I've, I've never seen that, so... Uh, apparently it's yeah. coming to the cinemas in Japan again. <laughs> I was like, what? Why? It's not the worst, as in they're just bringing it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, what? oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what were you say? It doesn't make sense. Why? Uh, I don't know. Like Japan well, logic. Yeah, yeah, the other Mario film, so why not re-release this one like, a year later? Well, Shoots and giggles. there... There is a uh, on a, on a, did a small topic of Mario. There is a sad bit of news about Mario that was announced today. Yes, I've seen uh, Charles Martinez no longer doing the uh, voice of it. He's <laughs> he's not kind of retiring. He's still going around like um, like doing events and showcasing oh, yeah. Mario stuff. So he's he's like he's he's what's still been an ambassador for it. I, I could have I used to be. I could have met him at a, a con and. I think I was doing something, and he was having his, uh, he was doing a his meet and greet, and he looked like the happiest person on planet Earth. He, he seems so, he seems such a lovely man. To be fair, if he was a voice of Mario, he'd probably be the happiest man in the world. Isn't yeah, it? like he just, just seemed like you just meet him, like, oh, I've got no worries anymore. He could cure cancer. He could do everything, anything. He even sounds happy when he's upset. I'm like going, oh. Oh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, he's he's a he's. A, I hope he has a. It's sad to see him go, but where whatever he does next, or if he fully retires, I hope hope he has a good retirement. It's sad. On a on another game note, I finally played Resident Evil HD remake. I'm not I've not beaten it. I'm not. I've only started the Jill route. But I've finally started that. Um, How well, is it? We need to be careful here because I can talk about Resident Evil all day. So really, I never uh, know. I'll let, I'll let you have the floor. I will shut the fuck up. Let <laughs> you say what you want to say, and I will bite my tongue the entire time. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. I've got nothing bad to say about it. Good. <laughs> like that's all I'd. Uh, well, or do I? No, I don't think I do. Or if you it, if I do, it's I'm still too early. Until I started playing it, the only Resident Evil game I played was f- four, and I guess four remake. So okay, I, all I've played is Resi Four and Four remake, and them comparing that to Resi One is like is like such a massive difference. I can see how far, even just by one generation, uh, from PS1 to PS, well, technically GameCube, how much the series changed in four games. It's from being a a game that every moment I'm turning a corner in the Spencer Mansion, I'm just expecting a zombie to come out and just destroy me. I died at the first zombie like three times because I just (laughs) kept fucking up. Well, I was like, oh, and and then, but then Resi 4, it's just like, yeah, look, let's just blast everything to pieces. Oh, this is well fun. And it's just, just two different, although it's the same series, they are just two drastically different games. For good, and I'm not knocking either of them. Like, I love Resi 4, and I'm loving Resi 1 Remake. They're just, they're just drastically different, and it... I knew that, but it just blows my mind still. While, while I'm going around the Spencer Mansion as Jill... I'm like in a in a in a in like what how how what's what was the do you know the uh the year difference between one and four Chris uh one came out in 1996 and um, Resident Evil Four I think off the top of my head came out in 2002. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah, 
sounds roughly it's like they they they, they just are very drastically it's just how they are just drastically different it's just yeah but no, i i'm i'm liking Rizzy one remake as i said every time i go around a corner feels like death zombies even just one is uh dangerous i try and not kill him if i can because i need to conserve ammo because this is definitely survival horror i like the fact that you have limited saves you can't just save constantly uh i have like tons of saving uh items so i'm i'm doing well i'm i'm hardly saving and what i am doing now is i'm i've got like you have like 10 slots and i'm actually just slowly going down each s- slot with a uh, when i'm saving it so all my save slots are used in case i need to yeah uh i think where i am right now i've just faced yawn the snake uh and richard came in so that's how far i am on jill's playthrough so i'm still i I think i'm still fairly early on i think yeah yeah i'd say you're in like the first quarter yeah i don't i don't think uh i'm yeah i can tell that looking at the map this is not the whole game uh even though you have two characters and yeah it definitely i'm yeah like i said i'm I'm enjoying it the story is just what it is at the moment i hasn't really gone in too much it's still just jill traversing the mansion barry doing his own stuff i believe they took out the jill sandwich line in the remake uh i think i don't know because i've never played the original so i don't know and wesker just disappeared all i know is wesker is the big bad of resident resident evil really or like especially up to five whatever all i know is he's a bad dude uh and he's doing whatever he does um yeah uh i'm not a fan of the dogs Although I found out today that they can't come back, uh, they don't come back to the life once you kill them, and you can't burn them either. So I was like, okay, that's at least a good sign. Um, but yeah, I just I'm enjoying it so far. I don't, I, yeah, I'm still like I said early on, but yeah. Yes. Well, I've just double checked. Uh, Resi actually, Resi Four actually came out in 2005, so I was off by three years. But I've I've just noticed it came out on the 11th of January, which is my birthday. It oh. came out on my 20th birthday. You think I've record? I state that as a solid fact about me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Resi uh, remake. Uh, I've not actually replayed it for, for two months. <laughs> It's been a while. But yeah, the I find the, the Jill playthrough is definitely the best option for beginners. Chris's playthrough, uh, you have two less inventory slots. You can Ooh. take more health, more health damage, but you have way less ammo. You don't start with a gun. You've only got a combat knife to start, although not, not for long. But the way I play Resident Evil now, because I've played it to death, as um i know like i've I've got it imprinted exactly which zombies and which uh, monsters you can just completely avoid yeah the savior anna like fact, the, uh, like the zombie that i've completely avoided uh for now is the uh the zombie that's on the balcony in the the first room with the typewriter like i've been like i do not need to kill this zombie that can just no you don't yeah you can just walk around that hallway it's so easy to avoid it i don't need to kill it at all no need sometimes to it's sometimes it's fun just to toy with them it's like oh oh you're gonna get me yeah, oh, yeah. oh no no I'll just run away uh, not right. today batman <laughs> and say when you said oh you didn't like the dogs it's like who fights the dogs yeah <laughs> 
All the, right. The dog, the dog, the dogs like pose like no real threat. Occasionally they do nip you, which is really annoying, and that feels more like RNG half the time. Yeah. Half the like, I've gone through this, I've this hallway like eight times. I've been fine, but on, on route number nine, it's like God damn it. Like when I first, the first day I played it, I accidentally opened the 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 door you come in, and one of the dogs came in and then killed me. I was like, oh crap. And then I accidentally did that today, and I was like, wait, I opened the wrong fucking door. I was like, I didn't want to go through this. So then I was like, well, now I know how, now I'm a bit, I played enough. I can just shoot it and carry on. But it was still annoying. It was still ammo and health. I didn't need to lose. But oh well. well a lot of people have stated, myself included, that the RE remake is like one of the best remakes of all time. Because it I pretty much tell. takes everything and improves it. Right? I can tell. Um, but I am surprised we've not had a sort of current gen remake, like third person sort of style. I'm surprised they've not done that yet. They did it with 2 and 3. Mm, uh, I, I, I like the fact that in... Well, I didn't even mention it, but uh, the fact that you have fixed camera angles because that you never know what you're going to find when you go into a room. Like, Add to the spookiness. Like oh, when yeah. you when you when you've got like no ammo, you walk into a room and you hear. You're like, nope, fuck that. I'm yep. going somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> and there's even rooms where you go in and it's just the eerie noise. It's like I've been through this room so many times. There's nothing in this. There's nothing in it. But that music doesn't fucking help. Like, <laughs> I, I know that there is nothing in here. I've been through it ten times because these save rooms are all over the fucking place. And I've got to do this, this, this here. But still, one of my favourite parts of the remake, and it's a blink and you'll miss it a bit. But uh, there's a bit in the guardhouse, right, the, the second section of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go into a room and there's like a sort of lightning flash but in that quick moment you just see like a silhouette and you think oh shit it's another zombie but it's it's not but it's like a ah gotcha moment um, but that does, that's something that couldn't work with like a third person camera like, it only works with the fixed camera angle because you can't see what's ahead you just see like a lightning flash silhouette oh, yeah. on the wall it's like fuck <laughs> I think I'm in trouble and it's what doesn't help is like these rooms are like uh, very close quarters they're like small rooms mm. it's, like, it's like there's no way I can get out of here apart from just Meaning. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, Even like there's like rooms where it's like, oh, if you go through here, the doorknob feel is gonna break, or you can you can go through, but you can't come back through, or and it's just like, oh, and sometimes yeah. it's like it's fine. It's just like, oh, there's the one zombie. Ah, oh, it's fine. I can get round. There's other times where it's like, fuck, what do I, what's gonna happen now? Like I think where I am, the next room I need to go to, I've got to go through a room like that where. I've got to go through a door where I can't go back through it, and I've got to go a massively long way to get to like the main hall afterwards. But uh, mm-hmm. ho- hopefully, it should, I should be all right. Well, that bit with the broken doorknob wasn't in the original, mm. but because they've expanded the mansion, like uh, for example, like the that courtyard that's in the back of the main hall yeah. isn't there in the original. Mm. But that okay, that sort of gives you an extra route, like an extra shortcut, so to sort of make up for it. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's just more decisions for you to make on the fly. It's like, do you really want to go through this door again, or are you going to go through the long way around, or are you in trouble? Do you need to get through there now, knowing that you're going to be screwed later? Were the uh, were the crimson heads in the on the PS One? Uh, no, there weren't. There addition, so like, yeah. so the whole body burning mechanic wasn't there. Yeah, so. yeah, because uh, I've killed, like the uh, the first one. I I, I thought it. I, I thought it. I was like, well, this. Is obviously still a zombie, so I tried to burn it, and obviously it came to life. I'm like, oh fuck! And I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't kill it initially. I was like, all right, I'll fuck off out, and then leave him for a while. And eventually got the shotgun, and I was like, right, okay, now, now I'll kill him. 
and it was fine. Yeah, but it's it's it seems like a big deal, like the body burning thing, and it kind of is at the beginning of the game, especially in your mansion, because that's somewhere you're gonna loop yeah. around a lot. Later areas where you're just like one and done, like you're not coming back. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, obviously, you got areas where you're not fighting zombies, so that's alleviated there. Yeah, and when you get weapons like the like the incendiary grenades and. Oh, yeah. uh, Got... Headshots with a zombies like they're not going to come back that way. I've, I've... There's ways to get past it. Yeah, I've already like there's a few. Like I said, there's a few zombies that already. I'm like, I don't need to kill these. Like uh, I went into a room where I've, I think I got some ammo, and I think there was something else. There's still another item because on on the remake. It tells you what items are in which. Uh, it tells you if there's still items in in the room. So I know that there's an item yeah. in in the room. But there's a zombie straight away there, and I'm like, well, it's on, it's on the ground. So I'm like, if I walk over it, it's gonna animate. I'm just like, I'm just gonna leave it. I got some more ammo from my pistol. That's good enough. I don't know what else is in here, but it can't be that important. Yeah, I would say one one last thing about the game, and that is just how good the level design is for the Spencer Mansion. It's like my favorite level in any game. Oh, it's great. There's, uh, just it's on multiple levels, but like because of how it's broken down, you can essentially loop round. It's it's genius game design. Oh, it's great. Like, I I love I love how it looks. I love how it sounds. I'm I'm loving it. Like like yeah. McDonald's, I'm, I'm loving it. It's uh, I'm... ten out of ten. <laughs> I wouldn't put it ten out of ten right now because I'm still not that far through. But it's I'm I'm really enjoying it, and I'm I don't do horror often. I think my only problem is this: I do have Resident Evil two and three on my PS one. Mm-hmm. Should I play them? Yes. Not and the remakes. Yeah, play them. That's, that's the thing about the remakes of like two and three. Yeah. It's just so totally different. Yeah. They're completely different games. The chalk and cheese. It's, that's, I mean, it, it's they both got the same basic story. That's pretty much it, and even that changes. I think that's why I'm a bit. I'm a bit like with them. Yeah, I think that's why, with them. I'm a bit more like I might actually play the original. Uh, I, well, I'll probably play the remake anyway. But I'm more like I think playing the original is as is worth it. That was kind of the reason why I got them. I thought Resi One on PS One. I was like. I think I could skip it and just play the remake, but two and three, I didn't think I could. Well, I could have, but I think I always felt like they were, they were more worth playing than just skipping mm-hmm. them and playing the remakes. Even though I hear that Resi Two re- remake is the best Resi game. Yeah, a lot of people really enjoyed that, myself included. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess if you put a gun to my head and really asked me to pick my favourite Resident Evil, and I thought about this a lot. Uh, I might still go with the original Resident Evil 2, mm. my favourite one. I just, I just like it. The thing is, Capcom know how to make remakes. They do, they do. Just uh, even some of the people I, in fact, um, YouTuber I watch, uh, I don't know if you know him, uh, Failus just uh, no. did a video on Resident Evil 4 remake. And so did a completionist actually, funnily enough. And both of them are like, yeah, we'll never doubt Capcom again when they say they're going to do a remake. Trust them. It's it's going to be good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Well, what was on, I guess, kind of like a PS1 game? Obviously, it's a GameCube game, but I'm playing it on the Switch. I guess because it, it is a remake of a PS1 game. You've been playing a PS1 game, haven't you, Chris? Which has also had a TV show. Yes, so um, I have been watching... Well, I finished watching Twisted Metal, which was a series on Peacock, which is done by Sony Game Studios. You know, did The Last of Us. That was pretty good. Twisted Metal, that's pretty good too. <laughs> I really enjoyed this series. It is, what is it, 10 episodes? 
off the top of my yeah, ten episodes, roughly about half hour each, give or take. So it's only like five hours in total, so not super long. It is well, let, let me describe the original game first, because I think that's the best way to go about it. I'll just um premise I've never played Twisted Metal. I know the, the premise. What about you, Brandon? I've not done anything with it. I've seen it on PS Plus, but I thought, oh, looks just looks like a janky racing game, so we just left it. Wow. Well, it's, it's not really a racing game. No. Uh, uh, so I'm, I've am i only played the original Twisted Mail. I have not played any other ones. I know World Tour is on PSN uh, now for PS Plus, but they've released both for the, that and the original because the series has come out, so it's a coincide of it, which works out rather well. So uh, fingers crossed they're going to release more TV shows so we can get more games coming out. That would be lovely. The original game is bare, it's pretty bare bones now. It is what it is, because it came out in 95, which is the same year the PlayStation came out. So it's one of the very first PlayStation games. And it, it's a vehicular combat game, kind of like Destruction Derby, but with guns. That's what I meant, not racing um, game. So, yeah. Mm. yeah, surprisingly, there's no racing involved. Um, but you, the, the basic premise of it is there's a sort of mystical guy called Calypso, and he promises to uh, grant the wish of anyone who wins this Destruction Derby tournament essentially, and and all the people that enter it are basically criminals and psychopaths, and you know, yeah, not not quite the salt of the earth type people, right? But they put a big emphasis on this when it came out. Um, like every character had a sort of bio, like you you didn't actually see the characters themselves it's just the trucks but you got like a little profile picture to go with it saying who's driving it like a bit of backstory uh the most famous one of course is sweet tooth yes. which even if you've not played twisted metal you've more than likely seen the design yeah there's a yeah. clown with like there's a clown but he's like his head's on fire yeah and he's uh he drives his infamous ice cream van mm-hmm. which is that's really good design to be honest although he's not my favorite character to play as and that's pretty much it obviously there's multiple endings because you beat the game of each character they get their own they get their wish come true but because the calypso's essentially evil it kind of backfires on them it's like the monkey's paw effect mm. it's like they get the greatest wish but dun, dun, dun. now for the series it's not quite the same like at all but i do like what they've done with it i want to say it, they've grounded it made it more realistic but no <laughs> well the only clip i've seen is anthony Mackie fighting uh, Sweet Tooth and I was like okay so there are bits where the characters meet outside of their vehicles yes a lot of it is outside the vehicle well yeah Yeah. Um, TV show you know yeah. Um, in fact, the vehicular combat series, it, it starts with like a bit like that. Uh, the last episode, there's like a big skirmish sort of confrontation. There's, there's a couple of bits sprinkled out, but they're, they're done sparingly because, you know, this stuff ain't cheap to film. <laughs> so they're doing it, they're doing it all out. But there are quite a few fight scenes. That one of the most notable fight scenes, which made me raise an eyebrow in a good way, as uh I put it as a status. It's like, it's like I'm not saying Twisted Metal is the best show ever, but I've just seen a really well choreographed bar fight scene with the music by uh, Andrew WK Party Hard playing on top of it, and there's some big dude with a massive wang that's uh, smashing a watermelon in the middle of it. So you know they're trying, they're going out there. Oh, you know, uh, it really is over the top, but in the best way. It's not. I'd say that it's a rough one because I want to say the dialogue's cheesy, but at the same time, I think it's quite well written. There's quite a few like I say hard. Moments as much as you can say when people go around going fucking 
and swearing all the time. Such uncouth language. Mm. Um, so the, the basic premise of this, instead of like the tournament, Anthony Mackie plays uh, a guy called John Doe because he doesn't know his name, the roles of John Doe. And he's what they call a milkman, which is essentially just a courier. And in the Twisted Metal universe, it's like post-apocalypse, although people have survived. It's just like there was some kind of, not quite nuclear war, but a war. So like everywhere's like ruins and fucked mm. but there's like little pockets of uh civilizations like there's a really nice place in san francisco which is where the uh, game takes place originally in san francisco so that place is like really nice and it's john's dream to like get in here and he gets given the opportunity to uh be allowed entry into it if he manages to like be a courier and deliver this well go and grab a package and bring it back within a time limit so it's more of a sort of cross-country deal and as he's going along his merry little way he bumps into multiple characters uh which you may recognize from the game twisted metal oddly enough but the bigger supporting cast is you have got you've got quiet who is played by Stephanie Batiste, who the entire time I was trying to work out where the hell she's from, but she's Agent Rosa in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Sweet Tooth is in it. He's like the next sort of major player. And I like what they've done with Sweet Tooth because I thought, is he going to be a sort of antagonist or is he going to be a hero? And he kind of rides the line. I'd say kind of like a bit like Deadpool, but more unhinged. He's like, he can be reasoned with and talked to. He's not complete batshit insane. Well, he is, but he like builds up a rapport with some of the characters. So he's like, I wouldn't say he's like your secondary hero, but he's certainly making an impression. <laughs> and he's um he's played physically by uh, Samoa Joe, uh, which I believe it's just like a, a wrestler. I don't think he's ever done any real um, acting to date. But he only plays him physically. The actual voice of him is done by Will Arnett, who I'm sure you've heard of. Oh, like yeah. Bojack Horseman. And honestly, he does a really, really good job. Uh, you can tell it's him, but he puts on like a gruffer voice. Honestly, it works well because Sweet Tooth, he's, as you would expect from a clown, he's unhinged, but he's like... <laughs> has a laugh as well again mm. deadpool is like the closest thing i can compare it to yeah <laughs> um but more interestingly the game does have uh, sorry, the, the series does have a sort of antagonist uh agent stone played by thomas hayden church as you may know as the sandman from spider-man 3 oh really uh, huh. mm-hmm. <laughs> um and in the original Twisted Metal, and he rides a car called the Outlaw. Essentially, he's a policeman, but uh, he goes off the rails slightly. But in the Twisted Metal universe, um, he's seen as like the law in a lawless land. He's like the head honcho. He's trying to keep peace, but at like any cost. Uh, and he will like just straight up execute people. He's like judge, jury, and ed- executioner for literally anything. Mm. Um, it goes into a bit of backstory why he's like that way. But uh, again, he does a really good role. Um, he just wants to hunt down John Doe. He wants to hunt down Sweet. He just wants to hunt down everyone. He doesn't. He doesn't want bandits around. He, he wants a sort of civilization under his own rule. But even that's questionable. <laughs> so it, it really freshes out what Twisted Metal was. She's just a contestant. Thing. But how these series ends, it, like I think it's already confirmed that there's going to be a series two. Mm. Series two, I believe, is going to lean more into the actual contest, like the game. Yeah. Uh, so this is more world building and mm. getting to know some of the characters. So it's essentially leading up to all oh, these characters you met along the way. They're going to be the contestants in the next one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but no. yeah, I've never, I've never played any of the Twisted Metals. Um, I don't know. I've, I've been interested because I've, I listen to a number of podcasts, and 
They a lot of them do talk about twisted metal more than sometimes I actually realise, and they always seem to have like good things to say. I always know that I think twisted metal two and I think is it twisted metal black are meant to be pretty good. I think. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't tell you which ones are the uh, the best and the worst ones because I'm not that well versed on it. As I say, I've only played the original. I what I can say though is the original hasn't aged well at all. Mm. It because it's like a PlayStation well near as damn it release title. Uh, it doesn't have analog support you control wow. you drive with the d-pad and that's as uncomfortable as <laughs> unit sped yeah it yeah. seems to take about three years just to turn around just like, mm. <laughs> like these guys but it kind of depends who you're playing as um let's say you got sweet tooth in it um you got agent uh you got outlaw who's in it um but my favorite one i used to play as um actually i can't remember the name of the character now but um it's basically they drive a truck it's like i want to pick that that's got the most armor quite obviously yeah it's a sodding truck uh and there's a guy on a motorbike which is essentially just the grim reaper called mr grim yeah. and i never picked him because he moves fast but it's nigh on impossible to control him because he moves fast and he's got like no armor being a motorbike so no, not picking that. Mm. <laughs> so truck it is every time. It seems. Yeah, it's a it's a fun little game, but it is, it is definitely aged. But I do need to check out some of the other games. But I don't know how much I don't know how much gameplay I'll actually get out of it. If it's anything like the original, it's just like oh, you and another guy in an arena blow each other up. Level two, you and two guys in an arena blow each other up. <laughs> Level three, you and four guys. Oh, not three, four guys in an arena. It's probably, mm, probably one of those, you know, if at the time it was like, oh, yeah, this is the greatest thing ever. But then now there's probably a reason why there's not been a new Twisted Milk game for a long time, because probably a lot of what it, it does is in other games or, or whatever, you know. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely one of those that's more fun to play in the two player. Character. Oh, yeah, I can, I can see yeah. that. Yeah, because talking about Destruction Derby, I was thinking about. Like uh, Saints Row 2, because that's got uh, the Destruction Derby minigame, and it's like, you know, you've got something like that, which is basically like GTA, uh, and then you know, it's just like, oh, here's a Destruction Derby R that you can do on the side. So you've got something like that, and it's, you know, probably, well, not that Destru- Destruction Derby is a real thing, but, you know, there's, that's, a, you know, Saints Row is a completely different thing that basically has Twisted Metal as a side thing to do in its own game. You know, but there. a quick look to see when the last title came out. I think it's on PS3. Um, I don't know what it was called, but I think the last one was on PS3. Mm, from Revolution, I think, mm, was the last one. From from all the podcasts I've heard that talk about Twisted Metal, I believe that's what they say. Mm. Yeah, I think 2012 was the last one. Just yep. called Twisted Metal. Yeah, that's it. Not, not to be confused with Twisted Metal. Yeah. <laughs> Even Re- Retro Smash did a, an episode on Twisted Metal 2. Yeah, they did. They did. What, an entire episode? Yeah, they did an entire Probably, episode. Yeah. It's mm. good. As as every episode that is, you should listen to them. Retro Smash video game podcast. There you go. Brandon. Well, after we had our, well, after you guys had your brief chat about Resident Evil, and then you went on to talk about another PS1 game, I thought you were going to go onto the tangent and say something about another zombie game, which me and Chris have been playing, haven't I, we, Chris? Well, I didn't know it was a zombie game. Oh, it's yeah. pretty much zombies. That's what it's sort of loosely implied to. It's more of like a, some sort of contagion from what I get so far. How and that's a lovely little free game on the PS Plus called Dismantle. How far in it are you, Chris? Uh, I'm quite far. I'm not sure though because I don't know how long the game is. But I've put some time into it while I've been uh, uploading videos and 
Jesus, this game's massive. <laughs> yeah, the world is massive. Would you? Oh, I've been talking quite a lot, Brandon. You, you take it away. You explain the game to everyone. Okay, so the whole premise of Dismantle, you're basically a guy who's basically spent a lot of time in a bunker because some sort of zombie contagion whatnot have released, and he thought, okay, it's about time I come out of my bunker. And then it's, then it turns into an open-world survival game. But the main premise of this it, and the main driving selling force behind this game is that ni- I, th- I think 90% or at least I think 90% of the world you can destroy and turn into resources. So when you start off with, you just start off with a crowbar. So you can just destroy basic like wooden objects and then eventually you can get like a, a shovel so then you can start digging. Then eventually you can get like a machete so you can cut wood. Then you can get a wrench, a cr- uh, an axe. And your tools just start gradually expanding, expanding. There's a leveling up system with perks. So you can level up your foraging skill. You can level up your building skill, your healing, your ability to throw knives or... There's all this, like this building tree, well, like a skill tree aspect as well. So you've got like your building skills, your combat skills, your... Um, like exploring skills your outfits it's, it's just tons of stuff in this game but the main premise is that you just want to get off this island and get to safety and but as chris said the world is just fucking massive so i've only i've only right in terms of story chris i've only picked up one fuel cell and that's the one at the bottom right of the map okay I that's how far up, i am i've picked up two so far so how the game's structured is um like you come out your shelter there are quests it tells you to do but from what we understand as far as we've got there's like an escape pod that you discover uh, a couple of hours in and your main quest is to get these fuel for fuel cells one in like essentially each corner of the map it's the four lords dark souls thing again <laughs> pretty clear <laughs> yeah oh that's uh, one thing we should say there's bosses in it yes there are bosses so there, there is a little bit of souls elements to this um, yeah because it's a dodge roll yeah there's a dodge roll uh it's got a healing mechanic uh fire bonfire mechanic <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's that as well. Uh, you lose your resources when you die until you go and retrieve them again. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really fucking enjoying this game. I'm yeah. so thankful you recommended it to me, Chris. Oh, and you quite literally have bonfires as well. <laughs> they don't even pretend to call it something else. Is that, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> but it makes sense in the context of this, you're a survivor. Mm. And what I like about this is I, I don't really like survival crafting games at all. I find them tedious. So I, I, I find them overcomplicated for what they are. But this game makes it so simple. Like, to do this craft stuff, it's essentially just a skill tree. It's just yeah. like, yeah, you, you leveled up, now you can build this. And it sort of drip feeds at you. It doesn't, like, overwhelm you. Um, and once you build a thing, that's it. You just have it. It's not like, oh, you build one, but that's going to break over time. No, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't do that. Even, like, consumables, it treats it like dark souls. Like, oh, you go back, and then your, your grenades and your, like, your bandages restock when you invest again. Um, the, the guy breaks the third wall. Like, he knows he respawns. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, death was like a slap on the wrist. <laughs> it's, like, oh. <laughs> it's like, this This raises lots of questions about my morality. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's got it's got a couple of jokes in it, but um, yeah, there's no right. Uh, there's a little bit of voice acting, but it's very few and far between. Yeah, there's, no, like so some, there's some like mysteries with the world, like with obelisks and tombs and everything. Yeah, what I would say though, if you play this game, don't go out your way to try and collect everything at the start. Just don't because it's fucking massive, and you'll get more than enough stuff <laughs> going around. Yeah, just start like, off. Just up, upgrade your your basic tools. So like your crowbar, get the wrench. You know, level up. You know, do some brief exploring, but there are some bits. I mean. From what I've seen, the enemies are basically unchanged for as far as I am in the game. You've still got your basic guys, you've still got the throwing guys, the fatties, and you've got the claw guys, and you've got like the skeleton-looking guys, but 
and then the, like the weird like mortar and spiky pods but i've not come across anything else apart from those and i'm a good part of 20 hours in yeah if there's one thing i i think is a downside to this game it, it is the enemy variety um yeah there's not many I, I'm, I'm further in and i'm still just fighting like the same things there are like a couple of variants on them but they are just like the same enemy just like stronger <laughs> So, um, yeah, I think all in order is like, there's like eight different enemy types I've seen. But there are a couple of bosses, though, so that keeps things fresh. But it seems like every time I like think, oh, I'm, I'm going to make, make her a progression, like, like you do a quest and you think, right, I've just got to go over here. There's always a roadblock. There's always like a gate that's locked and it's like, all or right. bridge has now, collapsed. Now, now I've got to do this. It's like, yeah, bridge has collapsed. Now go and get lumber. Now go get I'll get some, some scrap electronics. And most of the time, it, I mean, at the point I'm gaming, it's, it's nothing because I've normally carrying so much stuff because as you uh, level up, you can get more inventory slots. It's like I've, more than likely I've got it on my person already because I got to the point in the game that I've got some like weapon upgrades, which I can basically break down pretty much anything I come across now, bar a couple of bits. Uh, I think generally like the only thing you can't break in this game are walls in certain segments. That's it. It's like solid walls. But apart from that, I think like absolutely everything in the overworld can be destroyed. Yeah, I have reached a point where the expert lockpick, so I haven't built the expert lockpick yet, but I can destroy the walls around the doors, so it's basically pointless now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think there might be one or two bits where you may require one, but it's always for optional stuff. But it's, it's always worth exploring because um, you, you come to like, another settlement but you want to check like every room particularly the kitchens because the kitchens you yeah, get for food. recipes yes yeah for recipes and if you craft these recipes with like the x amount of food stuff they need it gives you like permanent upgrades like plus five health or uh faster dodge speed or all kinds of passive stuff so it's always well worth checking for some reason and i've I'll... got a couple of recipes that don't work like for some reason i can't make kimchi you know why why oh, i'm genuinely asking do you know why no because like because it, it says like you need like you know six lettuce carrots onions spices i put them in just can't make it oh do you no not have the uh, you not have the uh, upgraded cooking pot yet my cooking pot's max level okay um are you putting the ingredients in the correct order you have yep. to do it in the exact order then i don't know <laughs> yeah it's I just can... completely broken i thought there's something uh, i'm doing this in the exact order as wanting i'm just like i don't know why it's i'm having a struggle with another four recipe uh four ingredient recipe as well but i just can't seem to get to work hmm. i don't know what to say <laughs> everything's fine with me <laughs> the, there's been a couple of bits i've not been able to cook that's because I, I simply didn't have the ingredients and couldn't find them yet right you know for the house building quest that's in it did you yeah. find that it's a bit harsh the get lumber one to make the wooden no. door no not at all because i've still not come across any lumber yeah it's it's kind of done like by design like you, you won't it's it's kind of like the game's way of gatekeeping you like um for so for for certain materials in the game that you need later on um you cannot access them until later in the game until you've made progress where you will like stumble across like a, a lumber mill and then there's another bit late, later on where you stumble across like a smelter so you can make titanium but it's kind of like the game's way of saying well you don't want to get you too, too overpowered you've got to at least make it this far yes yeah, so i can't even make a door i can't make yeah. a door for my house no but don't worry you'll be able to before you know and in order to make these things you've got to um use your other materials to sort of create them so you've got to oh, put like a load tons. of wood in to make lumber which sounds like a sounds like a pain but if you're anything like me you just put all of it in it's like how much lumber do i want uh a hundred yeah because it's so it. easy to get like the tier one materials yeah it really is and, and some of the crafting things like the compressor is such a lifesaver yeah, yeah it is oh my um, god so for like timber and titanium they both work on the same principle just different materials but in order to get them uh you've got to to wait for them it says all like because like they're 
basically processed. But oh, what, so easy, it's like the farms. Yeah, kind of. Uh, easy way to negate it, though, at least at first, is just go to sleep at camp for like 12 hours. And when you come back, there'll just be a pile of it. Oh, okay. Or or you can plan a he- way ahead of time. And I wish I did this sooner. So th- there is a quest for you to like build like a little settlement in like a, a little uh, little island. Build everything you can first. Like, like build, build, a, build a planter, build a smelter when you can, build a lumberjack thing and put it all in one place. Because later on, you get a um an ability to travel back there at any point and travel back again to the exact point you were so you'd be in the middle of a field you just go right the backpack's full just quickly piss off home dump everything plant a load of stuff make some iron make some titanium make some lumber and then just fuck off again (laughs) (laughs) only thing is if you do that make sure you go back to a checkpoint like close to where you're actually exploring yeah well forgot to rest at a campfire yeah because if you if you rest at like your home camp and then die way out in the wilderness, you'll respawn at your, at your home camp, not where you were exploring. You think, oh, fuck, now I've got to get all the way back there again. Mm. Uh, that, that's one slight annoyance. I just, well, that's, that's, there's one more thing. <laughs> that's how the actual fast traveling works. So there's like, there's like radio towers in the game, essentially, that you can fast travel to, which is all well and good. But I do think they're spaced out way too far apart. Yeah, it seems a bit harsh. Yeah, I mean, traversing the map's like not a huge deal, especially later on. But when it's this big. Yeah, but it, it's massive. And sometimes to get to certain areas, you can't just like take a Bethesda approach and just like walk in a straight line until you're there. You've got to go around it a certain way. Go around and, all the um, roadblocks and all the bloody bats bridges. Yeah, and the amount of times I've been going going towards where I thought I was going the correct way. It's like, yeah, I'm going this direction. And then you look at your map and go, oh, no, I'm walking towards a peninsula, like a dead end. I've actually got to go back and walk all the bloody rain. Like, yeah, it, it does have some annoying features. But overall, I am enjoying it. Yeah, I'm and really I'll, enjoying it. I will see it through to the end. But I Same. do get the, do get the feeling it's going to be a bit like a slog to get there. It's going to be a bit like a what? It's going to be a bit of a slog to get there oh yeah uh, but hopefully I've, I've, story I've, makes it worth it yeah i mean I've, i think i've got to the point i've been enjoying it and i've seen most of what it's had to offer and now i just want to get it done um, yeah i'm i feel like i'm sort of getting towards that stage now just because the, of the lack of enemy variety and just the constant oh here's a roadblock so you can't get to where you want to you've got to go the long way and like, oh, for goodness, for goodness sake, just let me get to where i want to go mm-hmm. yeah it is a good game dismantle but i would recommend playing it in smaller doses small doses yeah a couple hours here and there not whole day sittings because you'll get frustrated exactly yeah that's dismantled mm. recommended it, lo- it looks quite cool actually at the i was looking at some images is it have you played any of the state of decay is it a bit like them i've not played any of them i played the first one when it first came out because i had a lot of advertising push behind it and it's like oh it's the next big next big thing i tried several times to play it and i just could not get into it at all and i know i'm not the only one that felt like that mm. uh, my, my mate bought it and he was hyped for it as well because he yeah. thought oh it was a zombie game yeah i'm down mm. for that and started playing it. it's like yeah i'm just not digging this I, I don't really like any of the mechanics in it mm. <laughs> I never played them. I just want. I I just looking at it. It just reminded me of State of Decay. I was just wonder, just interested. Yeah, State of Decay looks like in like a still image. You think, oh, that looks like the kind of thing I'd enjoy. Until you start playing it, I was like, I'm really not enjoying. You start this. playing it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you start playing it. You think this isn't fun. That's uh, the best way I could. Well, you I know, go about it. That's literally how we all feel about The Witcher Three. Well done. It looks cool, but we didn't. That's we're cool. Not... Yeah, that's cool. Has its fans. I just don't ride with it. Literally every time, it's like. One game that all three of us is just the Witch Free Wild Hunt. Just, just that gameplay. I mean, it just doesn't grab us. I know. I, d- yeah. I don't know what it is. I know. It it's the same. Off. Literally, I, um, I want to enjoy it. 
literally the I think it was the week before I went away. I had someone uh, talk to me about The Witcher. Uh, free Wild Hunt because they're currently watching the show and I was just like oh I just couldn't get on with it it's like oh okay but they, they were asking more questions about the story and I was like oh wait no this is yeah the, the shows the books the, yeah he's like oh okay but yeah I don't I don't know no if I well if I had a PS5 I'd probably check out Dismantled but sadly I don't one day one day I would like to say one day soon, but uh, I'm currently saving up for another holiday, so uh, probably not. <laughs> Sorry, holiday, Bob. Yeah, don't worry, it's next year. It's not. It's not this year. <laughs> but be like me, N- never have a holiday and just buy consoles instead. Nah, I want to see the world, man. But uh, there is a. You play some more Overwatch Two, Brandon? Yes, there's been uh, recently. It's been a massive insurgence of um, on Overwatch Two. There's they've released season six of Overwatch Two, and they've branded it as Overwatch Two Invasion, where they have now um, added like campaign missions and story missions and like a hero mastery system, where you do like mini quests and challenges that are hero dependent, so you can like sort of upgrade your proficiency in said character and titles and other you know cool things in regards to said characters. But the new um, Overwatch mission system is genuinely impressive. So, like a lot of even some of the big streamers who had crit- like criticised the game are saying, you know, it's refreshing that they've brought all this stuff in. Yes, you have to pay to. So obviously, because Activision Blizzard, you've got to pay to get this cool new stuff, and that it's not actually part of the game itself. But you know, considering the game itself is free to play, and then you know, paying like a fiver for all these missions if you're interested in like the Overwatch lore. In the grand scheme of things, it's nothing really. But all in all, the campaign missions, I've not actually played them, but I've seen a lot of people review them and they look fantastic. You know, I think each mission is about half an hour long. Um, there's like all sorts of stuff you can do in them as well. The, the challenges to unlock. Um, there'll be like weekly events or seasonal events where you can get loot and skins for characters. Like right now, there's one for Brigitte for doing it. Um, I have like. Obviously, people, obviously, all of us here, we slate Blizzard at the best of times, but they have done, they have genuinely done a pretty good job with this. I'm enjoying the new season. They've still constantly released new hero, Ilari, who's obviously broken on release, and she's been amazingly fun to play as well. The thing is with Blizzard is recently, in the past five years, they just really swing. Like, they used to be, have a good track record, but now it's either they'll come out swinging or they just produce a turd like yeah and you just never know and i maybe it's because now they're part of activision and you could say yes that is why but then you have something like diablo 4 that has absolutely gone down so well this year but then you look at overwatch 2 and you know i saw something uh, i saw a news article about overwatch 2 this week and uh it i don't play i'm not playing it so I, i don't really know but i i think it says it all i think i think the director came out and said basically Overwatch 2 is now Overwatch 3 which is kind of tells you how bad things have been, have been for Overwatch if that if the director is saying that yeah because they literally like if you look at Overwatch 2 now to what it was when it's released you know now that they've added like a campaign it's it's, it's I would say it's like Overwatch 3 I would have called like the Overwatch 2 on release. I would have called it Overwatch 1.5 if anything because like it just obviously it wasn't polished on time of release it's still you know, I had like, plenty of problems, but they're ironing them out. Obviously, you take what companies say with a pinch of salt, set, where they say, oh, yeah, we're going to start to do this, this, that, and that. But it's it's genuinely a step in the right direction. And I'm hoping, like I said, I'm hoping they can continue this trajectory they're going in because the, the fact that they've 
you know, release like all these new bits of lore for the characters, all these new interactions for the PVE stuff is it's refreshing and it's, it's been well needed. It's been what the community has been asking for a long time after that shit show they did um, earlier this year where they said, oh, we're cancelling all this and that. And we're just like, well, that's the whole reason you've rebranded it to Overwatch 2 was because you were adding this and that to it. The, the thing yeah. I have to ask, yes. are they given anything good, uh, anything juicy, juicy to May? No, but they buffed her a lot. Okay. To the point where she's a bit disgusting right now. Okay. Um, Winston's had to be nerfed because he's too fucking broken. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, yeah, so obviously you still get certain characters which are completely busted. Oh, yeah. Which is, so, you know, keep the game juicy and alive. Same with everything. Doesn't matter oh, what, yeah. what game. It's the same with everything. Same with the amount of weapons and spells on Elden Ring. Just their buffs and nerfs were all over the fucking place. Mm. They probably still are. I don't know. But, you know, same with everything. Yeah, I've been playing Overwatch 2 pretty much every day. You know, I'm, me, my partner, and my workmates, we're absolutely, you know, we love it. You, yeah, we have our stressful days, and I had a game today where someone was moaning in a voice chat that I was Tracer and I should change to someone like Torbjorn. So what I did in spite was when we were in the next game, I went to Tracer, changed to Torbjorn, back to Tracer, back to Torbjorn. I just kept doing that for about five minutes just to piss him off. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm sorry, but if you're going to chat shit, just, you know, and then they had to cheat to die 14 times, but yeah. If you're going to chat shit, you know, chat don't make yourself look like an idiot. Yeah, just go. don't make yourself look like an idiot in the game. It's funny you should say, like, positive stuff about Overwatch to Brandon, because everyone else I know that plays it really hates it. <laughs> what, the new story like stuff? Yeah, they don't like it at all. Like, they're not having fun. I've, no, I've just read, fun. I, I just read an article, right, just to uh, double check that, because I'm hearing you say, like, positive things, and I'll I was just thinking, I thought it was being slated, and I've just gone to check. I've checked an article that says, oh, it's like sitting at like a 91% negative reviews. And I've just gone on Steam, and it's like overwhelmingly negative. <laughs> it's, yeah, oh, yeah. It's... I think because a lot of the stuff they've promised, they've just not followed through, and they've been very, very yeah. slow and I'd very, say, very long say, to do stuff. The article I've read is very up to date. It's literally today's date. <laughs> Like, yeah, everyone, no one's a fan. Literally, <laughs> it's literally reached a point. I'm, I'm saying positive things about Activision Blizzard because they've done something right. Doesn't mean they've done a lot of things right. They've just done something remotely right. Well, I was you know, like, like, it's when you see, like, a bad kid, you're like, well done, you didn't stab your friend today. Here's a sticker. That's basically what I've had to do for Activision Blizzard. It's like, oh, well yeah. done, you haven't fucked anything up this season. Yeah, you're saying earlier, oh, we've not, we, we have a pop at uh, Activision Blizzard. And I was thinking, uh, that's that's not true. I've not had a pop at Activision Blizzard for like ooh, six hours. I'm doing, I'm doing really well. No. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> what it's like at the moment. But as long as they continue, <clears throat> you know, making big projects and following through, then I've got nothing to complain about. But as soon as they start to start to pull the ropes again, then it's back on the naughty step. <laughs> I'm, just thinking, I'm just thinking of that uh, meme of like, Game Freak fans, Game Freak fans, go be like, uh, first time. <laughs> They've been drop complaining since uh, <laughs> since like Gen Six, pretty much. I'm just ha- I'm just having a quick look at these Steam reviews. It's not something I normally do, but they're right there. And oh, the Steam reviews are hilarious. Yeah, the only reason it exists on Steam is so you can give it a bad oh, review. Yeah. Overwatch porn creators work harder than game developers. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. yep. Uh, completely agree. Oh, 2016, game is good, porn is good. 2022, <laughs> game is bad, porn is still good. Yep, yep. Also agree. <laughs> yeah. Someone's just downvoted it and just said, doing my part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody's given it one positive review, but it simply says, I recommend the porn, not the game. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, and that's that's a positive. So it's actually with with positive reviews like that, it's actually even more like it's more like ninety three percent negative. That's worse. I love the Overwatch community sometimes. Oh, that, that's worse than any game has ever been on the platform. Like, that's worse than Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, Fallout seventy six on launch. To be fair, mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Well, I, I'm, I'm glad you have fun out of it, Brandon. Like, at the end of the day, if you're having fun, who gives a fuck what anyone else thinks? Exactly. I, I enjoy playing the game. I like collecting all the stuff. I'm still very wounded at the fact they've removed the loot boxes, but you can't have everything. It's what it is. Mm-hmm. I think the la- well, I think the last thing is, um, well, you fight... Well, I, I've been caught up, up to date for ages, but you're fi- well. You're not completely up to date, but you've now watched season one of Mashoka Tensei, haven't you, Brandon? I uh, yes, I finished it a couple of days ago. Yeah, I, I'm a bit. Turning point three. No, turning point turning two. Point two. Turning, point three hasn't, turning point three has Turning point three has not occurred yet. Because well, yeah, cause, yeah, it would have been turning point. Well, turning point one was when he the man disaster happened, and the turning point two would have been yeah with yeah, Orsted, yeah. Yes. Yes. I was just trying to think because I was like, surely turning point one would have been him actually being reincarnated. No. Yeah, I was just like rethinking it, no, but yeah. No, turning point three has not occurred yet. Uh, so Mashoka Tensei is an anime. It's an, it's a it's an isekai. That means it's a guy who dies. Well, no, not dies. He gets reincarnated into another world. Uh, well, not always reincarnated because uh, Digimon's a isekai, for example, and then decides to become a reverse isekai halfway through when they go back to the real world. But it's normally uh, another world. In some ways, Alice in Wonderland is an isekai, if you want to go that far. Uh, <gasps> well, you know, I'm not, I'm not wrong, am I? Um, Technically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Wow, that's deep. I've known that for years. I've been like, oh yeah. When I thought, I thought about it, I was like, yeah, Alice in Wonderland is a isekai. There you go. Um, yeah, so Mishoka Tensei, it's about a 34-year-old man who is a shut-in, who gets evicted, and then he randomly decides to save some people, and then Truck-Kun decides to kill him, and he dies. Yep, the good old Truck-Kun always loves to kill an anime, anime character. Yep. It's always ready there, ready to do that. Unless it's Kodosuba, then it's a tractor going two miles an hour. I, I, can't, I can't remember <laughs> Kodosuba. Yeah, Super, the guy, um, because Aqua was like laughing at him, saying, Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he was like, Oh, I must have like died doing something heroic. And Aqua was like, No, you just had a heart attack because you thought Laura was coming at you. It was actually a, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. a tractor at like two miles an hour, and you died of a heart attack. So, and then, yeah, so he gets reincarnated, but unlike most of these, where he gets it goes to another world, and they're normally like or either the same age or or whatever. This time he literally restarts as a baby. Like he li- you literally watch as he gets he gets born, and so he literally is a thirty-four-year-old man in a yeah a baby's body, body as as he slowly gets older. So like for example, where I am, where it currently is, he's technically a uh, what nearly I think he's like nearly fifty in a nearly a fifty-year-old man in a like sixteen-year-old body. Something around, something like that. I might, I'm probably getting ages a bit wrong, but it's something like that. So you know. But yeah, I'm. I I, I quite like this show. It's it has its problems, but it is very good. It has incredible world building. The world building is 
probably the stuff I love the most about this show. It has its own, it has like three or four different languages in, in the world and it they when characters speak those different languages they actually do different things and how it comes across and it's inc- fascinating. Yeah, it's it, you know, it's set in a ma- magical world with, you know, dragons and other mythical beasts and magic and yeah, all that goodness that you probably have seen in every other medieval fantasy, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. What, what do you want to say, Brandon? I was just literally going to reiterate everything like you said, the world building you know fascinating um there's, there's still like several bits of well as, as far as i'm into it there's still like several bits of mysteries in it like who exactly is the man god obviously we know about the seven is it seven I can't yes stop my head. there's like a thing where it's like there's like seven individuals who are meant to be the strongest people in or the strongest beings in the world we've met one of them uh also the second y- and then yes. the man god is like the last one uh yeah like i said there's there are like gods and deities and you know there's like i said loads of ma- magical powers and the main main character uh he he um from an early age he starts using magic and he's pretty op he pretty much becomes one of the one of the best people in, in the entire world with using magic um especially where i am right where in like the most update episodes he's pretty much he like he is very much respected for his magic uh, and he gets like even gets a nickname, which uh, every time I I I think the episode where he it gets called it, there were loads of people like, yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only one thinking about Family Guy when um he got called his title because his title is Quagmire, <laughs> and loads of people just thought of Family Guy. But the reason why he has Quagmire is as his like mage nickname is because he can use water and earth magic and can use them together to make um like m- mud for example which is not like naruto jutsus yeah look yeah uh which is not a easy thing to do and they call him quagmire because he can make mud and make enemies get stuck in it yeah like i said it's, it, i love the world building i'm enjoying the story but there are there are problems I was gonna say, i've got something very interesting well but how did you feel like when he got laid with eris <laughs> i loved his reaction like he just came out super super happy and then his world just turned i i'm not gonna i'm not gonna answer that because you need to watch the next couple episodes i, I like i said i'm i'm just finished episode one where he's just on the quest with the new people uh, i i i i it's if you compare it to the start of where he because the main character rudius is well as we said he in his other life he was a 34 year old shut-in version and uh he is yeah he's um not the most uh yeah he he's there's a lot of pro- problems i guess in his uh he eyes up women constantly and it's definitely something especially in the early show i'm not it doesn't always sit right with me and um, there are there are things in the show that still don't sit right with me um there are things that are a bit Hmm. but then saying that there's things in berserk that are that are also a bit like the same so you know nothing's perfect and i absolutely love berserk but there you know it's what it is but you know he eyes up near every woman he is he meets at his young age but then as he gets a bit older especially with how it all ends the first season you can see his growth he's not always eyeing every every woman he meets up and he does think about their feelings more than you probably realize until later on in the show and it's it's nice to see characters grow over the course of the season which you know 
if a story's written right, should fucking happen. Mm. You know? Yeah, because literally you see just that character development going for it as he's become, <clears throat> you know, he goes from that Ikikomori, you know, shutter into, you know, he's now becoming more sentimental because there's first two, like, couple episodes where. He was yeah. just bored, and then his parents were just banging. I was just like, okay, right, interesting. Pretty much every fucking character is fucking horny as fuck. It's, yeah. it's also ridiculous. Actually, Paul, I just love the fact that you got his dad. It's like every, every female character knows his dad. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, is it Elite? Oh, I can't remember. I can't speak her name. But there's a a female elf that appears, and she's, oh, her fucking elf. Like, she is the horniest character in the show. It's a bit... There, there is an actual plot reason, and it has mentioned it in season two. Yeah, they named a restaurant chain after her five guys. P- pretty That's much, yeah. what <laughs> There is a scene where she's fucking five guys, literally. And then um, she moans, uh, what's her name, for but walking Roxy, in and saying, oh, I'm gathering information. Yeah, there is an actual plot reason why she fucks near enough everyone. Probably uh, so much of her power, because I'm not there yet. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you are on the right lines, but it... It's it's only a little detail, but I've read the full detail on why. Because I, I think after, when she reappears in season two, there was a, a whole load of posts actually explaining it because it's in a, a, a spin-off novel that explains why she okay. is she is horny as fuck. No, She's like thirsty. Yeah, literally. No, I, I, I do like... Like I said, the world building and a lot of this, sh- a lot of what this show is doing, it's compared to a lot of isekai I've watched. This is uh, one of the better ones. There's a lot of isekai that are just fucking trash. Yeah, uh, it's you know, it's it is refreshing when you get isekais which are which actually have a care put in and they're just not there just to be like the next long sentence. You know, like reincarnated as a washing machine. There's a, there's, there's one. No, I know which one you're thinking of. There's one one airing at the moment called uh, Reincarnated as a Vending Machine. Yeah, that one. You know, it's just like, you know, we spoke about it in the last episode. It's, you know, these are guys with the long days. But when you get one stuff like Mushoku Tensei Jobless Reincarnation or like ReZero where you see the isekais of the character development over time, it's refreshing. Over, like Rather than this, oh, get hit by car, hit, get hit by truck. Save the world by the demon. It's always the demon lord, mm. but there's no sign of a demon lord in this one, which is again is refreshing. <laughs> like how the, one of the big uh, isekais last decade was Sword Art Online. But what's funny is when Sword Art Online is the most interesting when you take Kirito out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like just the concept of the, the game world is. Oh yeah, I, I really enjoyed it when it was like, at the time it came out. Oh, well, we all did, but now we know it's a bit trash it's quite trashy although the last season was really good but funny enough cessation what yeah that was that cessation was good but why uh, because kirito was was not really doing anything that's why it was interesting yeah but yeah mishoku tensei it's good it has problems there are things that people won't like that the main character does you know if if you can overlook them you'll be treated not overlook them but you can understand why and see how he he develops I think you can move past it, you know, fair. There's always questionable p- things in so much stuff, you know. There are people that, pro- you know, take Game of Thrones as questionable things in that. Yet, mm. whatever, you know, people have moved past certain things in that, you know. Nothing's perfect. I think Mishoku Tensei brings a really nice package that is worth checking out. But uh, mm. it can, it is, uh, it's, it can be, it's definitely one of those, it, if if you're not into anime, you're never, you're not going to watch this. Nah, it's, so. it's not, a, it's not a gateway one. You need to have like some, you need to be somewhat invested into anime to like it. 
Any closing thoughts, Brandon? Watch Bushoku Tensei. That's all I'm going to say. Just watch it. So I'm, I'm, I'm up to date with season two, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, yeah. I, I, How was the time gap between season one and two? Because loads of people were saying, "Oh, we need season two. We need season two. And then what, it's like, what do you mean? Now, time, what, um, so between season one and season two, in terms of like seasonal release. Oh, uh, I'm not sure. I know it's quite a gap. I think season second half of season two was early last year, I believe. Oh, was yeah. that recent? Yeah, because I because when it was airing, my I was I was decorating my room because I was in the spare room at the time. Uh, that's why. And I and ah the, the thing I haven't mentioned. Do you know Do you know anything about the studio, Brandon? Uh, not particularly. It was a new one. I come. Well, I think it was a new one I came across. So Studio Bind, who do Mishoka Tensei, they are a studio that are formed to do one thing and one thing only. Mishoka Tensei. Really? Yeah. What were they spin off from? I I'm not sure the other the studio they were originally part of, but they it was for, it's the studio has literally been formed to animate Mishoka Tensei. Oh wow. No wonder I've not seen anything else. So seen. near enough every episode has a quite a high quality and like the first season doesn't have any opening and has all the openings uh, are just. I was literally about to say that about the openings, like all the openings and endings. You've got that are gentle kind of... music intro and just the panning shots and yeah, everything. It's they're lovely. quite organic. Season two, the first three episodes are, are like that, but from season four, not season four, episode four onwards, they actually do have the standard opening, anime opening and anime ending and that's why I've, i did meant to say to you why i'm quite glad i watched episode one two and three and then four in one day because episode one two and three of season two definitely feel like one section and then from episode four onwards it feels like the next section and after episode three yeah you you're gonna want either a palette cleanser or the next episode you're not gonna not i'm quite glad i didn't stop I had some had an, the next episode after episode three. What was it? Well, well, you'll find out. You'll, f- you'll find out. You'll find out. You'll see why. As long as it doesn't involve Sylphie, which it probably will do. No, she she doesn't appear. Not in episode three. Okay, that'll be tonight's mission. I will do it. But, um, that's obviously yeah, the, one of the big animes we watched recently. Like I said, it's ongoing, and it's yeah. See, uh, second half of season two is out in April next year. So uh, still a bit of a wait. For for that but uh you know in the grand scheme yeah anyway i think that's been our episode unless there's anything more to add boys no i think i'm all happy with everything chris no i think we're all good uh i just think you should go and play resident evil 2 immediately no i need to finish resident evil 1 then both at the same time (laughs) no (laughs) i don't want to be like right what's uh leon leon and claire doing while uh jill and chris are in the spencer mansion Oh look, Leon! Oh, you know, te- technically, it's not happened yet. So. Yeah, yeah, that is true. No, I, when I play Resi Two, I will start with Claire. I'm not going to start with Leon first as well. Yeah, I think the the canon way of doing it is Claire A, Leon B, anyone. Yeah, I know. I don't know which, but there's. I think was it on remake? It has Leon when you pick it. Picking it has Leon first, and it, I think. People are like, no, no, do Claire, don't do Leon first. I don't know if yeah, that's true. Been, but I think. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much the same. But um, if you like, essentially like play it four times, doing it both each way, and it's different every time. Yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, a wrap. As always, you know where we are on social media, Facebook, Twitter, 
well, X. Fucking stupid. <laughs> on X. I'm not calling it X. <laughs> on Twitter, uh, Instagram, um, listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, wherever else you get your, wherever you get your podcast, whatever you're listening to this on, we're there. Check out Retro Smash, my sister podcast, because they're great. And check these two out on Twitch. I was about to say Twitter again. Yeah, check these two out on Twitch whenever they're streaming. And uh, yeah. See you next time, everyone. Tatty boys. Don't be a Jill sandwich. Don't be a Jill sandwich. (laughs) And uh, see you soon.